right, guys, welcome back to the Anchor Room. Super glad to have you back here. This is Rigo, your host. And today I am joined by a very special guest, my friend Marcus Floyd from Richmond Chi Alpha. Say hello, Marcus. Hey, hey, guys. Awesome. So I know most of you guys don't know Marcus as well as I do. And, you know, for that matter, many of you guys don't really know me all that well. So I thought Marcus and I could play um, or could share vulnerably about some embarrassing first year stories. Um, And so because I'm the co-host, I'm going to go ahead and share first because, you know, I want to model vulnerability for my my friend Marcus here. So an embarrassing moment from first year for me was probably getting back to my dorm room after a busy night of studying and realizing that my roommate had let some of my friends in so that they could prank me. So half of the dorm room was covered in little water cups filled halfway um, with water. And then my bed was saran wrapped. Some of my shoes went missing and my friends made me ransom them later. So anyway, it was a fun uh, moment to uh, realize that, that I've been pranked and having to get my shoes later was a little embarrassing, but we survived and it was all fun and games. Um. But that's my embarrassing story. Marcus, why don't you tell us uh, an embarrassing story of your first year in college? I think for me, so freshman year, it's the end of the fall semester. I'm kind of like in that weird transition period of like, okay, mm. not in high school anymore. I'm in college. This is a new season of life I'm walking into. And I was at a friend's house and it was like eight to 10 of us. And we decided, you know, we wanted to live life back into, you know, more simpler times. And so <laughs> in order to do that, we played a game of hide and seek, you know? Oh so yeah. Hide and seek. You love it. Uh, very simple, but I'm a very extra guy and I can be kind of like dramatic sometimes. And <laughs> I really wanted to win this game of hide and seek. So everyone starts mm. hiding behind bushes, trees, which is great. I mean, that's classic, you know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. me and my goofy self, I decided to jump into the trunk of my own car. And oh boy. So I'm like, no one's going to find me here. I'm not even thinking about like, you know, when you jump in a car, it kind of gives a bit. So I jump in, it just shuts completely on me and in the trunk, right? In the trunk, in the trunk <laughs> of, the car, my, of my Dodge Stratus, the car I'm supposed to be using for college and stuff, being an adult. And I'm making this poor decision <laughs> jump in the trunk of my car. And I was just like shut in there. So like tightly shut. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, and I was just like hyperventilating. I'm like, is this really oh, no. happening? This is going to be a really embarrassing way to like go out. <laughs> Man, I just like had all these thoughts. And then I just start yelling for help. Help me. Help, get me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So embarrassing. Eventually they got me out. And I did win the game of hide and seek. But <laughs> man, I just lost all like cool. <laughs> I did have it just left out and. That was that. That was it for me. <laughs> hey, there you go. Well, you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you win and you lose at the same time. So, moral of the story: don't be too extra. Just play it cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, Marcus, I'm I'm really glad to have you here. Um, to yeah, have a, a great conversation about um, the minority experience, and as it's Black History Month, 
um, particularly the black experience. Um, and yeah, for those of you that don't know, Marcus has served for many years in the Richmond Chi Alpha area. Um, however, another area that Marcus and I have had the privilege of serving is um, jointly on the National Chi Alpha Diversity Task Force. And so over the years, Marcus and I have had many great conversations about race and the, and the gospel and the church and Chi Alpha. And so I was really excited when he agreed to be a part of this conversation and, and to speak into some of our students' lives and other people out there who listen to um, this humble little podcast um, but anyway, Marcus, um, as we, we begin the journey, I'd love for you to, uh, to uh, talk to us a little bit about what your journey was like as a Black student in college and, and finding a community like Chi Alpha at VCU. So yeah, we'd just love to hear you share a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of context. I grew up right outside Richmond um, in Chesterfield, so, and I commuted all four of my years at, uh, mm. at VCU. And um, so going to VCU, like I'm in this, like this large university, public university and like so many cultures, you know, multi uh, ethnic um, experience um, at VCU, a lot of international students. And uh, for me being, you know, African-American, like I was, I was very like, I was comfortable um, in my ethnicity, but like I really held on to this very unhelpful um, uh, um just this concept of like not seeing color. It's weird. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that phrase is like really weird of like, Oh, like I don't see, you know, color, like mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're black, I'm white, you're this color. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. So like coming into college, like recognizing that I'm like African-American and like being proud of it, but like just having that, like that phrase kind of like in my mm-hmm. mind and in my heart, like wasn't like really helpful for me, like down the line and being able to like understand some of the things that mm. in context um, have happened in this country. So like, you know, even our world too. So like having this idea of like being colorblind was something that as I went into the college experience, being a college student I had, but like, thankfully for me, like going through like a learning process helped me to kind of like get like to like question that and to mm-hmm. it, like as a result, like, not falling down like that, that concept, because like to be able to see people's color is, is there's beauty in that uh, mm. because the person is created in the image of God and I am too. And so um, to be able to like get out of that mindset, help me to walk in a lot of like uh, uh, joy and like freedom that I hadn't experienced before. Cause I was like, you know, you're this color, mm. I'm that color. And we can just like, you know, move on and like not really focus on that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, but like I think like so I didn't join Chi Alpha when I was a freshman. Like I mm-hmm. had never been involved in like a, a Christian campus ministry or anything like that before. I didn't even grow up in the church. Um mm. uh so like my freshman year and sophomore year, you know, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do and stuff mm-hmm. and was really stressed out <laughs> college student <laughs> trying to get good grades and stuff to to get into uh uh OT school. But mm. um my journey of just like being an African-American and, and being, uh, being a black person in America, like, I think with that concept of like, I don't see color, I think that clashed with just what I was seeing down the line of like the Trayvon Martin situation that happened. That that was actually in 2012. And like, mm. that was one of the first yeah. wake up calls for me that like, you can't, 
I can't really say I don't see color when the things that are happening around me are happening right. based of like a lot of uh, things like color and like, and mm-hmm. you know, racism and injustice and stuff. But like, I, I, I didn't focus too much on that, but like over the years, like being in college and seeing more and more of that, like mm-hmm. I really had to come to grips of like, you know, uh, this, this isn't really helpful. Um, and like, thankfully I got plugged into Kyle for my uh, junior year at, at VCU via a frisbee and if i get to meet mm. you in person if you're listening i'd love to show you the frisbee that i got from kyle for it was amazing <laughs> so that frisbee today like hanging up in my room um but uh getting plugged into chi alpha uh was like a really cool uh moment for me because one i was able to learn what it means to follow jesus but it was really cool like how my chi alpha experience at vcu helped me to understand my blackness um, in, in a really cool way. And like to be black and like allow just what Jesus has done in my life to really inform how I view myself, how I view my ethnicity and how I view other people and how they're created in the, in the image of God. And I had like a whole mm-hmm. new category of how yeah. to view life and how to view God because I started coming into college with that concept of like, I don't see color to now it's like, Everyone's creating the image of God. And that's every single person. Everyone has a divine imprint on them that I yeah. get to and really dive into um, in friendships and stuff. So, yeah, amen, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, what a, uh, a beautiful journey of understanding how the image of God alive in you does have a, a, a very uh, specific impact on the world and how we interact with those around us. And, you know, something I've been thinking about, Marcus, is this concept of the ministry of reconciliation as we read about it in 2 Corinthians uh, verse uh, chapter 5. And I just want to begin on verse 16, just so we can have a little bit more context here, um, so you can see what I'm talking about, about. But Paul writes that, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And this is where the name Chi Alpha comes from. For those of you that are listening, uh, for our students, or or if you didn't know, this is where we get the name Chi Alpha from, from verse 20 where Paul writes, we are therefore Christ ambassadors, the C, the A, Christ ambassadors, Chi Alpha. So we are therefore (laughs) Christ ambassadors as though God was making his appeal through us. We implore you on God's behalf, be reconciled to God. And and I've been thinking of this verse lately in the context of how, how how beautiful it is that our ministry has this name that has the word reconciliation in it. And, and in light of everything we've seen in our country this past year, the world, the, the, our country needs reconciliation to each other and to God. Um, and yeah, um, Marcus, I would just love to maybe hear some thoughts from you on, yeah, what do you think our ethnicity, like, how do you think our, our ethnicities play a role in this ministry of reconciliation towards students and, and the world as a whole, as an extension of that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it plays a huge role, uh, Rigo. Um, 
in ministry and in ministering to each other because again, like just to go back briefly to that point of like we're created in God's image. And so like each person has a divine imprint by God. Um, and so being able to engage in reconciliation, pointing people uh, to Jesus and repairing uh, relationships on a horizontal level with each other, like we each have a unique story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We have, you know, a unique upbringing and background um, depending on what culture that you're from that you can add um, to um, building bridges with other people. Um, and you're like, if we're able to embrace our ethnicity, we're able to add something to the table that's lacking, that's missing. Mm. Um, and so when it comes to like um, ministry and reaching people with the hope of Christ and uh, repairing relationships and stuff and stepping into the brokenness of this world, when we're able to fully embrace all of who we are um, in our ethnicity and how God has created us, how he's designed us, we're able to add something that maybe our brother and sister um, doesn't have at, at the table. Mm-hmm. And they're able to do vice versa. And so like for me, um, uh, being an African-American, I like at, at this stage of my life and this stage of my journey, I'm understanding that like there are African-Americans that have gone before me. Mm-hmm. Um, that have been filled with Jesus, his love and his reconciliation power that I'm learning from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to learn from my brothers and sisters as well. They come from a different ethnic background than me. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, my, my housemate um, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, uh, El Salvador, and I get mm-hmm. to learn about him and what that has looked like stepping into reconciliation with his relationship with Jesus, but also to uh, how that plays out um, in his friendships mm-hmm. and stuff. I've just learned so much from him. So it's, it's an all in um, experience um, and it's a huge impact because everyone has something that they can bring to the table. Uh, when it comes yeah. To- yeah, definitely. So I like this. Uh, yeah. This um, idea you bring up of everyone bringing something to the table. Right. And I was listening to a, a sermon by Dick Brogdon. Many of uh, our Chi Alpha students and alumni will, uh, be familiar with him, but the con- the context you used it in was in, in the context of missions and inviting different ethnicities, I guess, to the table, so to speak, and how we are all one body, right? And so we can't be one body if only one part of the body is represented around the table, right? Like we're all one body composed of many parts and we need every single part. Um, and I, I've, I've also recently been uh, reading Jamar Tisby's a uh, new book, How to Fight Racism. And I love this quote that he writes pertaining to this verse, actually. And he says, reconciliation is a useful word in the journey of racial justice because it is a biblical word. The disciples of Jesus Christ cannot abandon the word reconciliation because they cannot abandon the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And so just point and simple, you know, like we just cannot abandon the ministry of reconciliation. So yeah, you know, Marcus, I know you interact a lot with um, part of your ministry is towards an HBCU in the Richmond area. Yeah, I'd love to hear what the Ministry of Reconciliation practically looks like for you in some of those settings with with students um, that are attending a historically black college there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's an honor and privilege um, to be able to minister to students. Um, um, I go to an HBCU and the HBCU experience um, because in those conversations, what's been helpful um, is being able to hear 
everyone's story because mm-hmm. the African-American experience is not a monolith. It's not like one, one particular, like this right. story is identical to that person's story. Each, every person has had a story when I've been in those conversations, but like on, on a macro level, they were just kind of like this, this theme or this pattern um, of the African-American experience. But there's mm-hmm. just been a lot of, in those conversations to be able to hear like, Hey, like this thing happened on the news. Like, what are you processing? Or like, how do you, like how are your views on this like impacted by like what you saw growing up and stuff and like helping uh the guys that I ministered to to like really have this this kingdom um uh uh imagination of like hey like mm-hmm. things are like I'm like that they're growing in their relationship with Jesus and like they're understanding like who they are these guys as they're walking through their relationship with Jesus and reconciliation and racial justice I'm inviting them into a space of, hey, um, when it comes to so, uh, systemic injustice, when it comes to racism, when it comes to uh, generational hardships and stuff and um, cycles of like so much injustice, particularly within Richmond, like mm-hmm. what does, what does the right. gospel have to say about that? And what does the kingdom of God have to say about that? And like, really opening that space up for the guys to be able to look at scripture and look at their own lives and see the story that God wants to write in their lives. Mm. Um, and for them to see like, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking in scripture and, you know, look at the new Testament, you know, these heroes of the faith, you know, look in the old Testament, the heroes of the faith, but like the baton is now in our hands. Mm. The baton is in our hands. And so we have an opportunity to be able to say like, Hey, Jesus is all about reconciliation. Um, between us and the father. And so now with their unique experiences um, of being African-American men, they can see now that the baton is in their hand and how they can be champions of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And what I really like uh, that, that I've been like really just like me- meditating in is just like the end of Genesis, the end of the book of mm-hmm. Genesis, um, Joseph's story, mm-hmm. how um, he was treated unjustly by his brothers. Mm-hmm. Thrown it into slavery, but to see how that story ended up and how mm. Joseph was in such a, a powerful position, but out of his love for God, um, he, he could have easily just like wiped out, you know, his brothers and be like, y'all mm-hmm. go take an L today. I'm not dealing with y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, <dealing>. right. <laughs> but um, the fact that he turned it around, he, he recognizes that God that God's, God, God still had his fingerprints in his story. And mm-hmm. through that, uh, his brothers, um, you know, didn't face wrath, but the fact that they got to continue to live their life. And so mm-hmm. basically with the guys in my ministry um, to them is just giving them the space to be able to, again, like I was saying a couple of seconds ago, for them to see God want, God wants to have them to step into this unique opportunity for them to see that the baton is in their hand mm. and they get to do amazing things uh, when it comes to reconciliation through their unique story. And that, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I love this image that you you're giving us of the baton is in your hands now. Right. We many, I was just telling you earlier that, you know, many people are saying, Oh yeah, we're in a moment right now. We're in the special moment in the area of racial reconciliation. And so, you know, you're saying, you're telling your people, you're telling college students, hey, the baton is in your hand. What would you like to see in the area of racial reconciliation as this new generation of 
of black students and, and also white students and Latino and every other color in between, they have the baton in their hands. What, what big hopes um, and dreams do you have for this generation? Hmm. Um, that God's kingdom reality would be present um, with where they're at and then it would go beyond that. And I think um, how God's kingdom reality can be manifested is that we have to be informed about mm. what's around us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, um, I'm going with a couple of students and uh, we're going to be going to the um, African-American museum that's right down the street on Lee Street. And so um, when it comes to being informed, when it comes to learning, like being able to find pockets and spaces where you can learn about where you are. Mm-hmm. The ground that mm-hmm. we walk on, like it has history. If it had a mouth, yes. it would speak many things. And so being able to learn about where you are is 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 something that I'm looking forward to for, for this generation to be mm-hmm. able to, to be to, to learn and to be investigative. I think the second thing that when it comes to the baton in this generation is to be able to um, in response to God's love for you, put that into action. Um, and what I mean by putting that into action is through abiding with Jesus, through recognizing his reconciliation work that he's done in our lives, how can that echo into the relationships that you have? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it goes beyond just, you know, having coffee with a person that's, that's, that's different than you and stuff. Just like, yeah. yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a black friend or I've got a, <laughs> a Latino friend or I've got like a white friend. It's like, you know, yeah. that's not the end goal. No. You know? yeah. the, 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 the end goal is to see, you know, where there is brokenness, where there is, uh, there, there, there's people who have been hurt and to be able to minister to them and to bring wholeness um, that Jesus brings into our lives spiritually mm-hmm. um, and to be able to manifest that in physical ways um, to be able to love people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love that. Um, one of um, a recent, a recent author who has become one of my favorites lately, his name is Justo Gonzalez. And he writes about um, this passage in revelation seven, nine, you know, all the, uh, the multitude of every tribe, nation, tongue is coming together, worshiping the lamb on the throne. And what he says is that like worship is an act of justice because mm-hmm. as we draw closer to the throne of God to worship the ultimate source of justice, like we can't help but to enact his justice yeah. because we are so in touch with who he is. Like, how can I look at my brother or my sister in Christ and, and not do anything less than justice towards them, right? And if I do, then I must not get the heart of, of God's justice, right? And I love this beautiful image and, and, and what you're saying here, right? Put your love uh, for God, you're, put God's love for you into action that God's love for us will require an action because he is a God of justice. He is a God of inclusion, a God of every tribe, every nation, every tongue. And as we as we spend those moments abiding with him, our hearts should grow for this area. And I'm so encouraged by that, um, that, but by that encouragement for us to really ponder what it means to be transformed by God continually, especially in this area of racial reconciliation. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so you also spoke to, about you spoke about being informed. I love that tip. I love that encouragement. Yes, read a book. Uh, go visit a museum. Learn the history of your city. Right? Why are certain streets named the way they are? Why are certain statues, you know, where they are? You know, learn the history of where you live. Um, and yeah, just understand what impacts that has on your community. Um, but speaking of resources, yeah, what what have been some resources that have helped you in your journey, Marcus? Um, I'd love to, yeah, maybe get some recommendations for you for our students and for myself as well. So yeah, man, spit me spit me some knowledge. Yes, I love <laughs> it. Uh, I just uh, before I jump into a resource, I just want to say like one of the best things that we can do in this area in our lives is to always be in the posture of being a learner. Mm-hmm always be in the posture of being a learner and learning um, from, from resources, from books, um, but also people, people that are yes. maybe ahead of us that we can learn, that we can learn wisdom from and like the things that they've seen and stuff. Cause like people are like walking artifacts, you know, Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old, old, old people are great, but old people have things <laughs> to tell, you know, and um, shout out to all the, elderly people out there. I love you. Um, but <laughs> thanks. Thanks. You know, as your <laughs> elder, I will take that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the, the first book I, I'd recommend, and I just recommend this, uh, this person is Latasha Morrison. Um, yes. A fantastic resource. I actually went through this, uh, a material a couple of seasons ago. Um, uh, within my church, there was like a, a, a be the bridge small group that, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, it was just such a fascinating, um, uh, uh, Bible study, Bible study that we had in a company with be the bridge. Cause we talked about lament, um, mm. about, uh, reconciliation, racial reconciliation, yes. justice, all of these things are like great. And like, sometimes when, uh, when people talk lament, like, oh, lament, it's not great. Like there's an entire book in the Bible called Lamentation. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, no. You to walk into. Absolutely. Amen. Hey, you know what? I'm going to let you finish in a second. But for those of you listening, Marcus had no idea. We're actually promoting this book this week within our Chi Alpha um, Instagram. And so you'll see it out there. We, we are highlighting this. I want to do a special offer right now. If you are a current student, sorry, alumni. If you are a current student listening to this podcast and you would like this book, I will give it to you for free. All you have to do is email me and I will give you a brand spanking new copy of Latasha Morrison's Be the Bridge. It is a great resource that I would like to put in your hands for free. So email me, rego at xa at uva.com. And if you're the first person to email me, this book is yours. If you're the second person to email me, you know, I can, I can work something out, you know, um, but she also has a podcast that you can listen to called Be the Bridge. I don't know if Marcus might be getting there, but she has a, a, a free podcast that's free. <laughs> um, but anyway, Marcus, I just wanted to make that plug. I'm going to give it back to you, man. What else do you have for us? What else would you recommend? Oh, man, man, that's. Yeah, that's a bonus right there. The podcast too. Y'all got a bundle package right there. Yes. <laughs> Look, then this was completely unplanned. I did not tell him, hey, yo, what, what resources are you gonna be recommending? You know, I got a special offer. I want no, this was completely unplanned. Holy spirit, right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's amazing. So um, I would really recommend another book um, that I'm currently reading. And so when I mentioned about like, hey, like learn more about, you know, where you're at, uh, this book can really help you to do or to inspire you to do that. It's a book called uh, The Color of Law. Um, and so um, the book's like right over there on the other side of the room. So I, I wish I could grab the author's name, but the book is called The Color of Law. And the book kind of like walks through like the history of how neighborhoods were set up in the United States that um, it was done unjustly. And it's had impacts of um, how certain neighborhoods were cut off from the rest of, you know, the the community and stuff. And um, um, people of color were um, treated unjustly and stuff. And a lot of that has taken place within the city of Richmond, where I am right now, Um, and uh, particularly uh, the East End and how a lot of homes, uh, a lot of uh, thriving African-American uh, homes were basically bulldozed um, and a highway mm. was um, placed mm. uh, in front of it. Um, and so going so going through that book, The Color of Law, will help you to kind of like start the investigative work of like, hey, the space of where I'm at right now, like what's mm-hmm. the history of this land that I'm, that I'm standing on? Right. If it had a mouth, like what would it say? And so that links back to reconciliation because once we're able to see like where the brokenness is, we're able to see where we can step in with Jesus's reconciliation power. Uh, because we're not, well, we don't have to be helpless. We don't. Um, we do have God's Amen. power to be able to um, act justly um, and love um, in a way that actually brings about change. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, thank you so much for those uh, resource recommendations. I, you know, highly encourage you guys to check those out. Um, Marcus, thank you so much for your time and for your words, um, for our students listening. I want to encourage you to go, um, and meet Marcus in the future. You know, once we're over this pandemic situation, we have uh, regional conferences again. Uh, Marcus is always involved in, um, doing little, uh, breakouts and things like that. I want to encourage you to go meet him, go listen to the wisdom, racial reconciliation is not the only topic that he is gifted at uh, speaking on. Um, so I definitely want to affirm that about you. Um, but as we close, you are a campus minister. So I would love, you know, if you had one final word of exhortation or encouragement for college students. Yeah. Um, what would you say or, or what has been on your heart recently as you've been praying over this area? And, um, you know, as it's even deeply intertwined with your story, I would love to just hear, yeah, final encouragement for students. Yeah, um, my encouragement to um, those that are listening is um, we're to be a people of hope. And the hope that we have um, is not a flimsy, you know, uh, like, I guess things will be okay. But um, we're to be a people of hope because of who Jesus is. Um, and, and what he's done. And when the days get hard, and trust me, I do have hard days, mm-hmm. <laughs> as I'm sure you as well. Um, but allowing what Jesus has done to really invade into your here and now, like God's kingdom, um, God's glory, being able to see mm-hmm. Jesus face to face, allowing the reality of the promises of Jesus to seep into your everyday life. Like, that's my encouragement because there is. If you're looking for reasons to be, you know, to be down and out, like there's, there's a lot of that. And there's just a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of pain um, in our world right now. And there has been for such a long time, but um, step in with hope, um, hope 
not in an abstract, but in the reality of who Jesus is. That's what's helped me to walk through these difficult days. And um, I invite you to do that as well. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Marcus. I definitely think that is timely. I want to echo that to our students as well. You know, we have had many opportunities to lose hope, but let's keep in mind the ultimate hope we have in Christ and, and the ministry of reconciliation that he modeled for us first. Um, what a beautiful thing to keep a hold on. Um, so Marcus, thank you again for joining us for um, this topic, this podcast, as we've discussed the topic of uh, the ministry of reconciliation. And so, hey, your blessing to our ministry and to our Chi Alpha movement as a whole. Thankful for your work in Richmond Chi Alpha. So keep up the good work out there. And uh, hey, stay warm through the snowpocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome well um we'll catch you guys on the other side thanks for tuning in to another episode of the anchor room until next time bye-bye